0: podcast this is side talks
1: I, I'm here with my co-host Ben Stein
0: yes it is <laughs> actually I, I don't even know what I was going for there
1: you, you kind of pulled off a sort of droning yeah. teacher voice I'm as, good at as that. someone who, who yeah
0: I'm good at that yeah
1: yeah we're, we're both educators we, we can pull it off
0: uh, we're here to bore you to death um, <laughs> with our podcast so let's get going so now it's time for a segment of the podcast called Phone a Friend, where we do just that Phone a Friend. Hello? Hey, dude, it's Rachel and Corey. We're calling you to see what's going on in the movie world over there in, hey. in hey. Nashville. You there? Oh, sorry, sorry, I was connected. Yes, I'm here now. I'm here. <laughs> um, everything okay? You're not in the whole Home Goods parking lot anymore, are you? Okay, actually, what's happening is PetSmart is calling you right now to tell me that Jane's haircut is <laughs> ready. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so I will just, they have Tony's number, so they can call him
0: after me. We
2: won't leave Jane there long, we promise. <laughs> okay, good,
0: good. Nobody wants to be left at the groomer for any amount of time. No sure. way. No, never, never. If it's not Home Goods, it's PetSmart. So, what, what's what been going on in the movie world? I know, I'm sorry. I'm very, I'm very, um,
2: yeah, I'm very corporate, corporate store these days, but,
0: um, as, as we okay. all are nowadays, Lisa, as we all are. We, we can't help it. Oh, um, I mean, you know,
2: support small businesses when you can, everybody. It's true. Um, I mean,
0: I think Amazon's coming up with a program where you actually ship the dog to them. <laughs> <laughs> they groom it. They, <laughs> they groom them and send them back. Until and they that they drone
2: them back to you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> totally. Oh, and more <laughs> important news. What have you been watching? What's going on? Um, okay. So Tony found this really random B-movie
2: on Hulu, which I'm sure no one has seen at all um so i'm going to tell you all
0: about it but it's called crawlspace Oh, i've heard of not i've not actually like, heard of this lisa i've heard of it i've
1: heard of it too i don't think i've seen it
0: i haven't seen it but i've okay, heard Okay, well of it. there's a 1986 crawlspace maybe that's the one I and heard this about. is not that okay this is
2: 2013 yeah um you know made straight to video video on demand or whatever they call it hulu world um crawlspace and when we were watching it, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and say, the guy crawling around, he's mostly in the attic. And so we, we thought the <laughs> name should be called Attic Person, not Um And I actually specifically made that comment. And then I was just kind of like, had Googled it. And apparently it also was released, I think, in the UK under the name The Attic. So at least right. at some point someone somewhere said, Oh, this is more attic based than crawl space based, we should change it. But anyway, he creeps around this whole house in lots of crevices and stuff, but he's mostly attic based. So, you know, anyway, a little bit of a misnomer in my opinion, but you know, what are they gonna do? <laughs> um, but okay, so if you haven't seen this amazing film, um, well, it's got some famous people in it. So, okay, well it's I'll just kind of set it up a little bit. At the beginning, there's some um, disembodied voices, and there's shots of this abandoned-looking McMansion, and you're like, ooh, what happened there? And so then um, suddenly it's kind of like modern time, like, you know, freshened up, and it looks like regular time. And this uh, younger girl comes home from college, and yeah. her mom gives her a hug, and guess who her mom is? Oh, my gosh. It's so exciting.
0: Shelley Winters? Lori Loughlin (laughs) (laughs) I should have known I should have known you should have known and you know it's funny because she sort of violently hugged
2: her daughter very excited to see her and then Tony says she was just assaulted by a criminal (laughs) (laughs) oh man Um, when moms love too much yeah when moms love too much When, when daughters come from college and they aggressively love them too much um okay so yeah so really it's just this sort of basic family and this very basic mcmansion thing that's really really you know nothing nothing amazing at all but um the so things aren't happening like um the garbage can get rolled gets rolled out and they all think that they that someone else did it you know how that goes but then turns out they found out like well no who rolled it out stuff like that kind of keeps happening and so then dad reveals to the family, because they just bought this place and they just moved in, um, that apparently two little kids
0: drowned in the pool at some point. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: So that's the dark path.
0: Could be some so go- then, ghost wandering the, wandering around.
2: Yeah. And that, that's true. At the beginning, after a while, I was like, is this haunted? What's going right. On? So finally the um attic person comes down from the ladder in the attic when they're not home and okay guess who this is
0: um kevin bacon
2: no if you're thinking Lori laughlin level so other
0: 90s sitcom stars would maybe help you out um oh man Corey, can you guess those?
1: um uh, steven weber
0: <gasps> yes what I can't believe you it. I can't
2: believe it. Like, that's crazy. I am shocked. Like, that's actually how I felt about it, too. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's Steven Weber. And then Tony Tony was like, I like him a lot. Like, Tony like commented on his love of Steven Weber.
0: That is wild, of all the 90s sitcom stars. I, I love it. This isn't even What's This Shit, and Corey got it. Oh, my God. I can't believe I got that.
2: I can't believe it. Wow. Um. Yeah, that's very amazing. Very amazing. <laughs> um, but, um, okay, so, you know, so things, things keep happening, and they're like, is our house wrong? Like, what's going on? You know, uh, spooky things are going on. So then there's this nosy neighbor lady. She's kind of been giving them some grim warnings and kind of been, yeah. just, you know, telling them, like, something's weird. They're not right. And this Wise thing. old sage. So, uh, yes, yeah, exactly. So... Eventually, I guess because so there's lots of shots of him now that we've established him. There's a lot of shots of the vent, you know, and his face, yeah. is kind of in the vent and you can see him, and that <laughs> is actually really super creepy for real. Like it definitely, <laughs> those kinds of shots are actually really creepy, and they make you, you know, second guess your own crawl spaces and attics, and like start looking at your vents and stuff. So, so it does do something pretty good for you know for a B movie, Hulu movie right. kind of thing, and um. Well, anyway, so I guess I'm going to go ahead and spoil a few of the
0: murders, if you don't mind. I okay, mean, so fast, fast forward listeners. if you're planning to watch Crawl Space this evening. Fast forward, please. <laughs> so,
2: okay, so he, I don't know how, so the, you know, the neighbor had given him some morning. And I guess he just knew about this or he knew the neighbor would be trouble or was going to jeopardize his, his like, plan to eventually take over the house again or something. Right. Um, so... Um, he, because he used to, you know, he used to live there. This is the former owner guy, and um, and I guess his kids were the ones that died in the pool and stuff. And so he gets into her house, the neighbor's house, and she was vacuuming, and he gets in there, sneaks up on her, um, punches her in the face, and then Whoa. shoves the hose of the vacuum cleaner into her mouth. What? And proceeds to suck out her innards oh wow it was crazy <laughs> and she was like writhing around with his vacuum cleaner in her mouth and it was really a fun fun silly gory you know m- movie death and in her struggle <laughs> to try and stop him she reaches up and she flips it and she's trying to turn it off but she flips it to reverse No! So oh, wow! the implication oh, wow. i guess is her innards go back in um was pretty crazy
0: um, okay, wow so, um, <laughs> I get to see a writer <laughs> okay. having the time of their life With okay. this
2: Yeah um, Okay so she's out of the picture So she's like not warning them so much or whatever But then the next <laughs> really good depth So there was a um, There was a babysitter character Which was weird because they had a little kid And then they had this college age daughter And then they had a teenage son And they still had a babysitter on the scene So you know that seems a little unnecessary When you've got enough yep. older children around But yep. The reason they had the babysitter, I think, on the scene was because um, the uh, teenage son wanted his virginity taken, and so he paid the babysitter to (laughs) do that for him. So, the babysitter's also a sex worker. Yeah, definitely. And there's suddenly, like, boobs in it. Like, the whole time, you kind of feel like this is sort of lifetime level, and then... The you know the whole incident with the vacuum happens and you're thinking whoa okay but then there's boobs and oh so, my god somebody I let Mister
0: like, Skin know
1: I'm sure <laughs> Mister Skin is already on top of it
0: literally um and while they're boning
2: the young kid, the, the kid that she's supposed to babysit and that the teenage boy could have easily also babysat so I don't even get it um he starts playing with a paintball gun and pointing it at his face and you know doing that kind of thing and. Steven Weber, who I'm calling wings at this point throughout the movie, (laughs) he he sees that through the vents, and because he watches through all these vents, he knows that they're also boning, and they're not going to, like, save this kid, and I guess he has this, even though he's terrorizing his family, he has, like, a soft spot for the kid, because, you know, he had his kids, and they died, and all the whole thing, so he starts banging on the walls to alert them, and they actually were alerted and did go save the kid from shooting himself in the face with a paint
0: gun. So That's an ultimate cock thing. block. That is the ultimate cock block. <laughs>
2: um, okay, so then, um, let's see. Okay, What? so the next fun death was... So, because he's... I guess he's trying to win his ex-wife. Back to the, oh, the whole thing that... happened. that's her, in there, too? Yeah. So, um, the kids died. Everything went south. The house was foreclosed upon... And the wife left him, and this, you know, all this went down. So then the house was sold, and then, you know, he somehow sneaks back in there. Well, he, while the family is away one day, he invites the ex-wife, and I guess he's trying to make it seem like he's, you know, living back in the house normal, and he puts out a, um, a cart, like a little doormat at the front um, to, like, with their last name, with his last name, you know, not the new family's last name. And what's really weird is the last name is Weber, but... Oh. This is an interesting mm. detail that's spelled with two B's, and I didn't really think anything of it. I was just like, oh, that's interesting. He's using his same last name in the movie, which his first name was something like Alden, Alden Weber. But when I kind of Googled it and was looking at it, Steven Weber is spelled with one B, and the character's last name Weber was spelled with two B's. So it was just like one of those weird details. Like, why do you even have your same last name but you spelled it differently. Like, who is that for? You know what I mean? But this whole thing is a big, like, who is this for,
0: really? But, <laughs> but anyway, so okay, It's covering a lot of ground, up, Lisa. Like, it really, it sounds oh, like they really I are mean, covering
1: a, a really lot of It's really expansive movie, a lot of subplots.
0: Lots going
2: on. So, okay, so here, so this wife, this ex-wife character, I guess he's trying to convince her things are good, and then she's seeing through it, and she's seeing, like, what's yeah. going on? Oh, I know what happened to that. um, The phone rings, and the answering machine goes off, and the other dad character's name is on it and there i think their name is like gates or something it's like you've reached the gates or something so she knew he was just squatting there and it was really weird so she tries to leave and now that she knows he's got to kill her and another domestic appliance based murder happened wow he he'd been fixing the garbage disposal because they had kept oh. complaining about the garbage disposal not working so he you know having seen that through the vents was like, oh, I'll fix I don't know why he wants to fix things around the house. Like what I guess he thinks he'll get the house back himself eventually. I don't even know what his angle is. But anyway, he had been working on his garbage disposal when she showed up. So it was the blades were exposed. So he puts her head in the garbage disposal and like scalps her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. And so that's about the time. So Tony came up with the phrase. He calls it homeowner horror.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Which I like. Um, okay, then, like Pacific Heights, so, Pacific the, Heights yeah. would be a great one, <laughs> right? Uh, this is—I mean—the film you're describing is basically *The House of Sand and Fog*.
1: I—I I was going to say it's—it's <laughs> it's basically Hyder in the House*, the—the the Gary Busey movie where yeah. Gary Busey's okay, living in the so walls.
0: I had never heard of *Hider in the House*, and when I when I like I said looked
2: this one up, they reference that. They say it's, its similar to *Hider in the House* with Gary Busey from I think the late '80s. Yeah. So immediately I told Tony we have to watch that next. So I'm going to do a contrast with *Hider in the House* soon and see, oh, man. see how they stand up.
0: Um, when you bring you Busey into it, right?
2: things get off oh. the rails,
0: y'all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so then, okay. So what he's, so you know, he's he. Uh, oh, he. Yeah, I forgot. I don't think I mentioned this, but while the the babysitter that was boning the teenage boy, when she left, he like snuck out and was like hiding at her car, and he killed her too, just for the oh. fun of it. I don't think hers was as excitingly. Oh, I know he. Rolled her head up in the car window. That's what he did. Oh, for that's, her. that's that's right. Dollsville. So all these bodies are piling up in the attic, and the house smells weird. And so the family calls a bug guy because they think there's like some kind of bug thing going on. And the bug guy was sort of funny. It was um, David uh, Kochner, you know, Koechner, really, the comedian guy, like from you know, from Anchorman, Todd Packer. That's random. Yeah. It was really random, and he was not, and it was like a straight man role. Like, he wasn't the funny guy, which was random. Um, okay, but he's crawling around the attic, spraying for bugs and looking around for things, and then he finds Steven Weber's hidey hole where his, like, weird, creepy, I live in the attic section is, and there's a bunch of bodies wrapped in plastic, and that's what's causing the odor, obviously. And so, but it's too late for him because All Wings is up there. And <laughs> so I thought for sure he would have a bug Poison-based death, and it's like kind of starts out that way because he uses the bug spray can to hit him in the head. Right. But then he actually kills him. He strangles him with a string of Christmas lights.
1: Mm. Oh, missed opportunity!
2: It's not what you expect. It's not bug-related, but it is also sort of household kind of appliance-based, you know, homeowner horror, as Tony called it.
0: It took a turn that you didn't think you didn't you didn't see that coming. I thought it would be bug spray and not Christmas lights. Right, they really threw us for a curve. Um, but I mean, there's some really good. The deaths are pretty ridiculous, you know,
2: slasher movie deaths, and pretty fun, even though there's definitely a lot of logic issues going on with it. But um, who cares? Oh, but yeah, <laughs> who cares? revealed that the dad character of the household. He, so we knew this whole time he worked at a bank, but it comes out that apparently, when he was the banker who foreclosed on his house, and he, you know, could have helped this family out, and they lost their kids, oh. and everything went south. And d- but he really wanted this house, which I don't even know why. Because, like I said, it's a very generic suburban mansion; it's nothing special. But he wanted this house, so he kind of, you know, engineered it so that the foreclosure
0: happened, so that he would get the house. So he's kind of a bad guy too. So it's wow. nice to think. Mr. Thinker. Lots of complications here, and um, they clearly watched like as we mentioned, like four of the films that we've previously yeah. mentioned, and just said, let's put those in mm-hmm. a blender, another household, you know, attack. Let's yes. put those in a blender yes. and mix them up, and we'll have crawl space, and then kill somebody with the blender, probably. cutting floor. They probably had that as
2: one of the sure. ways he could die. Um, well, I was when I read the one of the reviews. Uh, this was my favorite. It, the title was called "Quite Good" and also "Quite Bad." And oh. so I really think that. And actually, I only really found like a very few reviews. I don't think it was widely reviewed. But um, I, I think that's true. Like I enjoyed it. It was pretty fun and pretty ridiculous and lots of like crazy deaths and stuff. But then you know, definitely logic and plot hole problems. But I mean, it was still so fun. Oh, I forgot about. The, let me tell you about one more death. The <laughs> daughter's boyfriend. He got got. And his way was he got shoved uh, through
0: the mouth and throat with a curling iron. Oh. Ooh. I think they yeah. also might have watched Maximum Overdrive. Just saying. Oh, they, that yeah. might have been yeah. one of yeah. the ones they threw in there. Because everything's got to relate to some household product, some household item. Exactly. hmm.
2: Man. And I guess, you know, he's like working with what he's got and he's yeah. in the
0: attic. And so, yeah. So. Mm hmm. Yeah. Ouch so, is right. Um, was it heated yeah, was it, it was... was it heated up when they did it? was it
2: you know, I think it was, I think it was yeah. on account, yeah, it Because it was Lori it was Lori Laughlin's that she was like getting ready, yeah, and it was heated up, and then when she went back, it was missing, and so he had you know sneaked by and gotten it, and then you know murdered somebody,
0: so Man, hate when that happens, hate that. <laughs> Uh well, you know what, Lisa, thank you for this. This is this is something and I also like that it's gonna take you to a Busey place is what it sounds like. I
2: know. I seriously cannot wait. I was so excited when I realized Hider
0: in the House was, was gonna be one of my next movies. Can't wait cannot wait to hear from you about yeah, that. Yeah, you one. have
1: to report back on that one. Okay,
0: definitely. All right, well you need to go pick up Jane dog. Jane baby. I do. Um so we'll I'm let, let you go. Little cutie. All right, bye. bye. bye.
1: And now, a look at what we're watching this week.
0: Uh, Corey, guess what? Guess what I've been watching. Right what
1: have thing. you been watching?
0: Um, I went to the sidewalk cinema.
1: Hey, how about that?
0: Yeah, and I I didn't see Spiral like you did. Yeah. Um, but I went into the room next door across the way, and I saw French Exit.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, I have also seen this. Um, okay. I
0: can't wait to hear what you think. I like it. Oh, I really like it. Okay, so this is the film. This is a recent film, 2019 yeah. or 2020? 2020?
1: I think it's a 2021 film. Oh, I nice. think it kind okay. of fell into that weird expanded eligibility for the Oscars gotcha. thing. So they kind of snuck it out there in the spring.
0: Gotcha. Um, and so this stars Lucas Hedges and Michelle Pfeiffer. And it is, I really, really enjoyed this a lot.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it picks up a sort of screwball energy to it. Um, Pfeiffer is this um, this widow whose whose husband has died. She's been living off of his money for a while, and now that the money's almost gone, she has come up with a plan to take her own life so she never has to li- live poor. Um, she has a, a a son who I guess is out of college now, Lucas Hedges, um, who goes with her on a terrible trip to Paris, where a lot of they meet a lot of zany characters and a cat who can talk, right. and I really responded to this movie
0: and they it's it's little moments they they don't you know they don't fly over they take a boat over and so there's some things that happen on the boat including um, meeting up with a a witch yeah and i i don't know i it took me a few minutes to get into this thing it took me the tone it's got a weird tone the tone and the and the approach the direction and the and and the approach to performance really took me a minute to sink into, but I ended up really, really loving this yeah. and and talking a lot about it and thinking a lot about it for days to come. And Michelle Pfeiffer is, is sort of, I, I kind of feel like everybody's perfectly cast in mm-hmm. this thing. I agree. And there's also like a little subplot about a little subtext almost about friendship and sort of getting older. And it is a particular type of, of New Yorker that, that Michelle Pfeiffer plays, a particular sort of very wealthy elite um, with a with a whole lot of attitude and a particular sort of w- way of going about life. And it, I don't know. I just really loved it. I don't know that it needed it, – it, it sort of – it start, begins to dive at certain points into this sort of Wes Anderson kind of vibe and moment yes. here and there. And I don't think it needed to do that. I think it's highly successful without it. But I – overall i just i I had such a good time watching it and and then it didn't it didn't leave me when I left the left the theater so I have a lot of great things to say about it and the performance by the cat it's is a great amazing. cat performance there's a there's just the you know the shot that's on the poster that's in the back of the cab i guess or car service where the cat's sitting between them yeah. and I mean the cat is just like give the cat an academy award because it's just a amazing uh direct eyeline and uh, performance I don't know. Who who trained that cat cuz it's a good cat.
1: Yeah, somebody somebody earned their pay there.
0: Um, you know, it does some flashbacky kind of stuff that I don't like. Yeah. I don't think it's necessary, but I I get it. Uh, I don't think that that's sort of some of the weaker parts, but it it takes enough twists and turns and surprised me enough that it it landed in a, a really high place on my list of films for the year.
1: Wow! Yeah, I I and on top of all of that, I just found it laugh out loud funny. I did points. too. There are so many great gags and jokes in this thing.
0: A lot of great gags and jokes, and um, just dial, lines of dialogue yeah. that just land really well. And this the writer of this, uh, Patrick DeWitt? Yes. So this he wrote the am I correct to say he wrote the novel mm-hmm. and and so he also wrote the screenplay.
1: He uh you may have heard of Patrick DeWitt from his novel The Sisters Brothers which was adapted into a film a couple of years ago with um Joaquin Phoenix and John C Riley as well. Yeah. Um kind of an a, again an off kilter story. That one's a western um that's a little it's a little silly uh just yeah. like this is and and dark and unusual in some ways. Had a um, lot of fun with this. I did too.
0: Yeah. And the scene, I, I would say, if you have if you have not seen the trailer, don't watch the trailer. Go see this film because one of my favorite scenes is actually in the trailer. And so I knew it was going to happen yeah. in, in the French restaurant. I knew it was going to happen, and it is it is a. I, I wish I had was able to experience that in the context of the film without having seen it in the trailer because it is a great great moment that I think is first of all contributes to her how you understand her as a character, but also is just really cutting and fun. Yeah. So anyway, French Exit, great film. I highly recommend it. Unfortunately, it's no longer at Sidewalk at the moment, but um, I believe you can watch it on VOD, and I would I would encourage you to do so if you haven't seen it.
1: Definitely. Definitely. I agree strongly. Um, so I have not watched a ton lately, um, but I did catch up with the new film from by director uh, Zack Snyder that was just uh, released on Netflix called Army of the Dead. Whew! Yeah, well, boy, uh, I'm already just exhausted of people arguing over this movie, um, and I, I even, I, I like the movie pretty well. I think it's pretty good um, for a big zombie, semi comedic heist movie that's set in a post apocalyptic La- Las Vegas um, that has like zombie tigers and um, a big cast of characters, you know, trying to pick a. Vault under a casino before the city is nuked Yeah, Um, for
0: that kind of a film, for that
1: kind of a film. um, I I thought it was I thought it was pretty good fun. Um, Snyder is is a hit or miss director for me. um, But I, I found this his most purely entertaining movie since his remake of Dawn of the Dead, which came out in 2004
0: yeah it's been a minute going
1: back to the zombie well i think was ultimately good for him now um this has it has a fun cast it has some some fun moments it's two and a half hours long which it should not be yes nobody's gonna be clamoring for a director's cut for this one because it's all in there um the special effects are good but snyder serves as his own cinematographer in this movie and let me tell you that was probably a mistake um uh, this drove me crazy. I've seen some talk about it in, in other places. Uh, but he plays around with depth of field in this movie, um, like extremely shallow yeah. depth of field yeah. so that you have a very out of focus background and a very out of focus foreground. I don't need my zombie heist movies to look like damn Madeline's Madeline. You know what I mean? Like uh, it it's too weird and off beat and experimental for this Josephine type of Decker movie. Bring Josephine Decker into this now. Well, but I love it. In Madeline's Madeline, right? Which is a, a psychological sort of dramatic thriller, right? Um, where the, the shifting depth of field and the out of focus, fuzzy shots sort of add to the, uh, idea of this character's mindset being kind of off kilter or unstable, right? Um, in, in, Army of the Dead. The only purpose it seems to serve is that Zack Snyder thought it looked cool. Yeah, and it this doesn't.
0: Is, this is this is like again. I know I've said this before. I probably will say it again. But this is when you know a show's been on there for 12, 13 years, and they start pulling actors to direct, and they just want to play with some camera yeah. tricks and and want want everybody to see what they're doing. Look at my work. Look at my work. Don't do it. Don't it, do it. it. Make the movie up. for make the make the movie that you're that you're there to make. Yeah, please.
1: for real. Um, Snyder, you know, compositionally has, um, done some interesting stuff as director, like say what you will about 300 or his adaptation of Watchmen or man of steel or any right. of that crap. Um, say what you will about it, but th- those movies have some interesting visual flourishes for sure. For sure. Um, and they have some interesting compositions. Uh, his choice behind the camera a cinematographer uh, in this movie mostly renders army of the dead kind of washed out and muddy it gives it this kind of unpleasant look Sad. um which it you know it it should be brighter and more fun um and more Zack Snydery, but that's not to say it isn't fun. It does have pleasures. There is a zombie tiger, um, for instance, and really, that's all I needed to hear. You okay. know, it's one of Siegfried and Roy's tigers who is now a zombie, apparently. Oh, I don't know.
0: It, that's narratively written.
1: narratively that is a line in the movie, and it. I mean, this oh, thing is y'all. really stupid. Y'all. Um, but but I had a good time with it for a Netflix two and a half hour thing. Yeah. So, Army of the Dead, qualified recommendation. But I guess Hmm. it's sort of a recommendation if you like super gory zombie things.
0: Oh, they can't all be French exit.
1: (laughs) Well, this certainly isn't.
0: (laughs) Well, hey.
1: Whoa. Uh Uh-oh. Jinx. Traffic jam.
0: Uh, uh, Thank you for listening to Side Talks. I'll take it. We are your own personal cinematic Edie Sedgwick and Andy Warhol.
1: Okay. I saw that movie. Did you ever see that movie Factory Girl where uh, Sienna Miller played Edie Sedgwick?
0: Many, many, many years ago. It's really I, bad. I was, a, I can <laughs> imagine. I did, I was a big sort of Edie Sedgwick. I don't know if fan is the right word for that. Right. Uh, but, you know, in high school, you yeah. know how that goes. Um, anyway.
1: So, yeah, not not also not a recommendation, right. Factory Girl. <laughs> um all right, well thanks to Boutwell Studios for producing us as always. Um check us out online um at sidewalkfest.com where you can find details about what's going on at the cinema and the upcoming Sidewalk Film Festival in August in downtown Birmingham's Theater District. Also, check us out on social media, at Sidewalk Film, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. There's always some silly shit there.
0: And thanks for listening, and thanks to Splash96 for our music.
1: Absolutely. See you later.
0: Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.